Hello everyone, I'm James and I play the character of Jose on the podcast, and I'm here to give you a quick explanation of what you're about to hear. You see, one of the interesting problems with playing a vampire who was embraced in World War II is that Jose has a lot of history that is important to understanding his character, but not a lot of chances for it to come up in our regular episodes. Moreover, I think it would be terribly uninteresting for me to spend 15 to 30 minutes dropping a bunch of lore on you guys out of character. So the solution that me and the group came up with is Records from Monte Cassino, a fake pulp noir radio serial taken from the perspective of Jose. These extra episodes will all be from Jose's experience during the five-month battle of Monte Cassino, which occurred shortly after Jose was embraced. I hope that this is something you guys all enjoy, and you can let us know by rating and reviewing our podcast. Uh, you can find us on Google and Apple Podcasts, Spotify, and of course our Podbean. Uh, once again, a shout out to Tabletop Audio. I, I use one of their tracks in this recording, and I think it's really good. It's a great resource for uh, up-and-coming DMs and anyone who just needs uh, license-free music. Uh, check out their link in the description, and I hope you guys enjoy it all. It was a cold night in early January when I was on that abandoned rooftop, though temperature was always hard to tell these days. For two months, I had been traveling with my sire around points of tension along the war front. He liked to say that strife in the kind world made our kind more bold and quicker to hire an Asimite. And it seemed he was right, given the nearly non-stop work we've been doing for the past month. All culminating in tonight. I checked my watch, seeing there was five minutes before my target was set to arrive. I laid on the slanted roof, whittling away at a wooden stake I would use in just minutes. Once I found the point satisfactory, I sheathed both my stake and my knife back into my belt, my hand briefly brushing up against the hilt of my newest piece of equipment for this mission. I closed my hand around the handle for a moment, its weight still alien to me. I thought of the words my sire spoke that evening as he presented it to me. For a moment I was no longer on that cold who forgotten rooftop, and back in the regional Asimite stronghold. I stood next to my sire, Harlan Miller, as we watched a sorcerer look through racks and shells of ancient weapons, all kept in pristine condition. So, uh, why are we in the armory? I thought you always used that spear of yours, I said, staring at the spear slung over his back. Three feet of wood with a silver tip, and a cross guard near the point to keep those impaled by it at a distance. I do indeed. I think I've become rather used to using it. He spoke, his words calm and clear. Today, we're looking for something for you. You'll need something to use on your first contract. My first? You mean that I'll be doing a mission on my own? Indeed. He passed me a slip of paper with details of my first contract, the target where payment would be collected, and all the boring minutia one would expect of contract killing. You've been hired to kill a Sabat regent who will come out of hiding tonight to attend to some business. A regent? I paused. All of the earlier contracts we had done together seemed far simpler than a job like this. Sir, are you sure? No, I'm not certain you're capable of doing this on your own. That is the nature of the test. If you succeed, you are truly prepared to join the ranks of our fellow warriors. If you fail, you die. We do not live in a time where we can allow for weak links amongst our ranks. The sorcerer approached us with a box, finally content with a weapon from the arsenal. But I do hope you succeed, Jose. 
You hold promise. The box was placed in front of us and opened, inside a short sword of Greek design, still in its scabbard. I took it up and unsheathed it, looking upon a blade of iron. Despite it looking brand new, it bore a feeling of use, as if the blade had been used a million times in a million places. I could feel the balance was perfect, the pommel fitting my grasp like a glove. And yet, its weight was unfamiliar and unwieldy in a way I could not seem to voice. Having sensed my unease, Harlan spoke again. It may not feel right now, but that is because you have yet to use it. I promise that our sorcerers have a talent for finding the right weapons for their wielders. I'm sure it will serve you well. I sheathed it and again held it, and simply nodded. The moment dissipated as I heard footsteps in the fresh snow. I peered down as I watched a man approach. It was clearly not my target, but a man he was sent to meet. A kind wearing a thick black coat and gloves, with a scarf obscuring most of his face. I once again checked my watch. One minute remained before the time of arrival. I quietly slipped off the roof and into the second story of the house through a hole in the roof created by a mortar shell. That same shell exposed a hole in the ground floor I hoped to use to spy on the deal. The man entered, taking off his gloves and pulled out a thick envelope from his coat, then sat down at the remains of what was once a dinner table. After the rest of the minute passed, a ball of shadow emerged into the back door of the house before dissipating revealing a man in a pitch-black trench coat and a mask of ivory, an ornate box held under his arm. La Sombra. A clan name echoed in my head from my lessons with Harlan. A clan with the unique ability to control the darkness itself. It dawned on me that in a straight fight, I would almost certainly lose, making an ambush my only means of success. I watched as the kind looked momentarily shocked, before cursing under his breath in German. The two began to converse in the same language. I waited patiently as the kindred came closer and closer to the table, and the hole that I was waiting above. When he finally stood directly underneath me, I held my breath and drew my hands together and focused. I called upon the quietus, the art of my clan, to blanket the area, then leapt. I had no time to make sure the silence had set in without my target realizing that something was off. I simply had to have faith that it had. As I fell, I drew the stake from my belt and swung as hard and as fast as I could where I expected the figure's heart to be, and time seemed to slow. I felt the wood pierce through his coat and deep into his chest. I saw the surprise in his eyes as he fell silently to the ground, paralyzed. I almost celebrated when the pain hit. Four holes appeared in my chest, accompanied by a series of muzzle flashes, but no sound of gunshots. I turned on my heel, preparing to knock the kind unconscious when I saw it. When the man drew his gun, he undid his coat, revealing a swastika emblazoned on a pin hanging from his shirt. I was shocked, as Harlan told me our kind had no stake in the war, and yet here was a serbat of rank, clearly conspiring with the worst dregs of humanity. As I processed this information, another bullet grazed my neck, making it clear that action had to be taken. And I took it. I took five steps in the space of half a second and drew my sword. I drove it deep into his chest and drew up, the blade slicing back out through his shoulder. 
As he slumped to the ground, crying out in pain, I held my boot to his throat and stabbed through his skull. As I cleaned the blood from the blade and prepared to finish off my paralyzed target, I finally understood the weight of my sword, and finally understood my reality. I was no longer human, but that didn't mean I was forced to remove myself from human issues. I could still make a difference in the fight to save those who were made to suffer. I retrieved the envelope and the box, and the mask he wore as proof of the kill, and left the bombed out home, returning to the clan headquarters. Of course, at the time, I didn't know what the completion of this job would mean for me, allowing me to hold on to this fleeting bit of pride I felt.